Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode two, where to start your short-term rental or Airbnb. How do you get started? Well, for me, my interest in a short-term rental began several years ago. I've always been in long-term rentals. We talked about in that introductory episode, but in the last few years, it's really come to light the popularity of a short-term rental or vacation rental. And I have stayed in several over the years vacationing with family. So it's always been an interest because it is so much easier with a family to stay in a house where we can all be together and cook meals and different things like that. And that's what interested me in looking more into that. Then I talked about the dream, the dream I had in June of 2020 about starting a short-term rental on my own property, which kind of got the ball rolling, really bringing the idea to the forefront for me. Now, the dream seemed so real, (laughs) like it was totally possible for me to do this. But then when I said it out loud to people, it kind of didn't sound like such a great idea to other people. But here we are, we have a great business, a vacation rental here in Central Florida, north of Orlando. So that's what I wanna share with you today is where do you start? If you're really thinking about it, what do you do? Well, for me, it's research. I'm kind of a researcher anyway. If there's something I'm interested in, I'm gonna research it forward, backward, and in between. So I looked at my area, I got on, VRBO and I got on Airbnb and I plunked in my town and surrounding towns because I wanted to see, are people really coming to this area? Are they staying in vacation houses around here? I looked at what they offered, how big they were, what their pricing structure was, the amenities that they offered, and how much they're booked. Are they booked up? Is it sporadic? Uh, We live in an area where snowbirds are super popular and that starts in January through March. And I was checking all those things. Now we do live close to Deland, Florida, where Stetson University is. So there was a couple there which made sense, families coming down here, kids going to college. College towns have usually a lot of STRs around for that purpose. Then I considered the area that we live in. We do live in a small little town in Volusia County. I think our town is fabulous. (laughs) We have lots of springs, state parks, walking, hiking, biking, kayaking, all these natural resources that we love to do as a family. But is that really gonna be a draw for other people coming into Florida? Now, you look at the bigger picture, are you close to a big town? Well, we're north of Orlando. So when I really got to plunking in the mileage and the time, we are less than an hour or right at an hour 
from all the major theme parks why a lot of people come to Florida. We are also just 30 minutes from the world's most famous beach, Daytona. <laughs> uh, we're close to all those things relatively within a short drive. So this kind of would become a secondary location if you look at it that way. So a secondary or a tertiary location, meaning a first step, you know, a second or third away from a big city can still be highly profitable. I consider our place as a budget-friendly home. So you don't have to have high-end upscale to be profitable and popular. I think what most people really want is clean and comfortable. If you can provide clean and comfortable, that is what the average family is looking for. Now, you are going to have your high-end people who really want all those fancy bells and whistles and want to be catered to, that's a whole different bracket than what I have ended up in for our first short-term rental. So our home sleeps six, it's big, it's comfy, we have a private pool, we're in a quiet neighborhood, and so we really cater to families coming here for vacation or a long weekend or affordable so you can come here and stay for a week and visit all the parks in that budget-friendly way. We have people that meet here. And what we found is a lot of people have family in the area, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. So don't discount all the maybe what you think are negatives of where you're at. Look at the positives, research, and really find all those different things about your property. Now, when you're looking to buy, if you don't already own a place, looking to buy, uh, you want to consider all those things. Now, are you looking rural? Are you looking to provide experiences? Experiences these days are a great draw and a fabulous attraction. Do you have chickens (laughs) on your property? Do you have goats? Do you have a garden? All of these things, if you do this on a regular basis, like us, we live on a lake, we have chickens, all those things. To us, it's normal and average, but to a lot of people, they've never experienced that before. And having that opportunity is something they're willing to pay for. Are you in the suburbs? Are you in a college town? Are you in a cute historic district or right outside of a very historic little town that has some great shops and different things to do, start making your list. All of your pros, your cons, all of these things need to factor in your decision when you're looking to start a short-term rental or an Airbnb. And then what are your goals? So there's lots of different ways to look at this again if you already own a property or if you're looking to purchase. What started out for short-term rentals for a lot of people, especially in the beach areas and different things like that, is people were buying with the end in mind, meaning their retirement. It was a place they wanted to retire. So they purchased the property and they've been renting it to pay off their mortgage so they have a place to retire to. And that is the food for thought. That's what a lot of people went into this business about. It wasn't about earning a living Uh, or really cashing in, it was about covering their expenses for their future. And so that's one thing you might be thinking about. 
maybe you really do want to live out on that farm or maybe you really want to live in that cute little bungalow in town and those are things you can begin to think about when you want to consider <laughs> opening a short-term rental or even long-term you can go back and forth sometimes you might want to start long-term and see how it works out and then convert it over to a short-term so both of those are quite possible so what are your goals are you just wanting to pay your mortgage because this is a place you want to come visit maybe you've got a fun cabin in Gatlinburg or someplace where you can go for a family vacation and you're really just wanting to cover your expenses during the year maybe you're really looking to change careers and that's not going to be immediate for most people you have to understand that but maybe you have found a great place at a great price that just needs a little tweaking here and there and you really might be able to earn an income from the place if you add on these different things so you really want to know what your goal is you want to have a goal in mind you want to have a plan you want to have your financing in place you want to have a budget for what you're going to spend so all these things is going to take time to gather up hopefully you don't just jump in unless it's some kind of deal that you just cannot pass up on <laughs> there are those out there when you got to make a quick split decision but that's where i come from when i think about where in the world do i get started that's what you want to consider are you thinking about right where you are today hey i'm wanting to move i'm wanting to go bigger i wanted to go smaller i want to see if i can turn what i live in into a short-term rental possibly those are things you really want to think about the experiences are really big and that's even something you can add on later considering where you live other opportunities so i'm just going to throw something out here at you so <laughs> we live in this really cool area we live in florida so there's a lot of things that we don't get to do in florida we don't have a lot of change of seasons but we do have a lot of really cool farms and just different things that you can experience all throughout the year so we do grow strawberries here we grow blueberries we grow oranges of course and we grow peaches and each of those has a season we also have these farms that have turned into real uh, agritourism where you go out and you pick you pick yourself you go to a you pick you have a fun experience you come back you do recipes and i happen to teach classes on canning how to can how to preserve and so those are things i'm adding in to my short-term rental hey if you're coming here in january and you want an experience there are all these places you can go with the family and pick your own strawberries and then i can come and do a class with you and show you how to make strawberry preserves and you get to take it home when you go back home so that's just different creative ideas even spinning off of something that you love to do or love to share you can do that with just one group or one family so that's kind of a spin-off on the experience idea here experiences are uh, boating so we have a lot of ecotourism on the rivers and different things and those are all wonderful great experiences we've tossed that idea around but we haven't quite figured out <laughs> the logistics 
But that's the way my brain works is I'm a, kind of a visionary, but my husband is a realist. So he kind of takes my vision and kind of breaks it down into reality. And sometimes we find a way and sometimes we don't. <laughs> so that's how we work together here. We have been in business now for uh, close to eight or nine months, and it has been a real learning curve. We've had great experiences. And next up, we're gonna talk a little bit about your property. And is it is it a possibility? A little spinoff on this one, and we'll talk a little bit more specific on numbers and how you can look at that. Now, as we go along in this podcast, you'll realize I'm kind of a big picture. I see all the big picture. Uh, I can bring it down into numbers, but I am not a hardcore numbers person. And uh, so when you get into return on investment and all those different things, there are some great podcasts out there. They're going to help you along and give you those ideas and where to go. I kind of a little bit broader than that. <laughs> yes, I need to make money. I need to watch my budget. But when it gets down to those nitty gritties, I really rely on other people to help me out. So that is not what you're going to find here in this podcast. You're going to find some great ideas and our experiences along the way and really kind of a heart for this business and how I discovered that this was right where I needed to be. And I'm loving every second of it, even when we have guests that are eh, <laughs> and you're going to have them. <laughs> and how to deal with that and really look at this as a business. So thanks for joining me on episode two, where to start, where are you going to get started with your short-term rental or Airbnb or VRBO as they're called. And we'll get into those at a later episode as well. I hope you got a little bit of tidbit out of this episode. We'll see you next time. And until then, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.